Hi, welcome to Cheers. I'm your host, Avery Woods. The following episode contains sensitive topics of suicide that could potentially trigger emotional distress or discomfort. Please listen with caution. Remember, it's okay to take a break or skip the episode if needed. Hi guys, welcome back to the Cheers Podcast. I'm your host, Avery Woods. Today we are doing a chill solo episode all about friendships. I feel like adult friendships is one of the most difficult things to navigate, at least it has been for me personally especially because in your 20s, you grow and change so much. And I feel like it's hard to kind of find your people and grow with people together. And I've had a lot of you guys either DM me, comment, leave questions in my Q&A on Spotify talking about friendships. And I want to talk about it because I feel like I've gone through so many wavelengths in my friendships and I've lost so many people especially in the last two years, because my life has drastically changed. And that can be really hard for some people to watch you grow and evolve and change. And sometimes you just grow apart from people. And that's totally normal. I feel like friendship breakups can be more heartbreaking than heartbreaks, like in a romantic relationship. I still have aches in my heart from friends that I've lost even in the last like two years. I think about friendships that have ended even in high school or college. I feel like those relationships just never leave you. And although time does heal and making new friends and connections and being confident in yourself does heal, or even if you know the friendship ended for the better, and you know you're better without that person, it does not take away the fact that it sucks. It sucks so bad to lose people in your life, especially people that you expected to be in your life forever. So we're going to talk all about it. We also have a couple questions that you guys left in my Spotify Q&A, kind of some advice questions. I It is very late right now. I'm drinking water, by the way, in my tumbler, if you hear it. I have a sick baby with a fever. So I just put her down, been chilling with her all day. I got back late, super last night, super last night. Am I okay? This is why I need coffee. I got back super late last night from Costa Rica with three people, which was so much fun. But then Stevie woke up at 6.30 this morning with a fever, my poor baby. So we've just been chilling. So I'm just laying here, no bra, drinking my my wawa, as Stevie calls it. Scotty, you look great with those headphones today. He's giving professional. All right, so here's the thing. I have gone through so many ebbs and flows of my adult friendships. And in every phase of life, every big change or growth era of my life, I have lost friends. And I feel like everyone kind of goes through that in the sense of, you finding yourself, you finding your partner, right? And some friends will have issues with that. You becoming a mom. That was a huge, huge change for me and my friendships because it is extremely hard for people that don't have kids 
to be able to empathize with people that do have kids or their friends. And that makes me really sad because it's not the parents' fault that they aren't able to go out every night like they used to or, you know, meet up for wine nights or just at the drop of the hat, leave last minute, right? People have to figure out childcare and pay for that. And I feel like people that don't have kids just will never understand that until they do have kids, which is totally understandable. And okay, I didn't realize that either. And I couldn't empathize with people that had kids in my life before I did. But it hurts even more when that kind of stuff happens because it's nothing that should fault you, right? And you feel like it's your fault because you're you're putting your kids first or your spouse first before that other person because that's just what happens. But I feel like adult friendships are all about balance and communication. And I feel like jealousy is also a huge issue in a lot of people's friendships because people sometimes have a hard time if you have more than one friend. And I talk about this all the time with David. Like you have different friends for different reasons, right? Like I have a very small amount of people close in my life, especially in this industry. It's just really hard to trust people and confide in people because you don't know who they're talking to and who likes you and who doesn't or who doesn't have good intentions for you when you have, you know, a public platform. But I have different people in my life for different things. Like I have someone I can go to that knows absolutely everything about me. I have someone that I can go to about motherhood or my marriage. I have someone I can go to about my work life because they understand because they do the same thing. I have literally someone for everyone. And then obviously I have my husband who really is my best friend, but you also need your other friends, right? Like I need my girlfriends, including Scotty. But it's it's so hard to balance everything. And also when you grow up and become an adult and you have this full-time career and a marriage and a family, it can be so hard to balance friendships. Like I will go months without seeing certain people. And I'm so grateful that I have so many people in my life that are so understanding of how busy I am because I know a lot of people will think otherwise because of what I do for my job, but it truly is no days off constantly working, which Again, I've said this a million times, but I would never complain about it. I'm so grateful. And I truly love working. It's just I don't have those options where I have a day off or I'm not able to just, you know, leave my kids and go out to dinner. And a lot of the times I truly don't want to because I'm working so much that that's my quality time with my family and they always will come first. That's just how it is. But I'm so grateful that I have people in my life where I'll go months without seeing them And when I see them, it's like we're just picking up right where we left off. Like nothing was missed. And, you know, like the occasional text once a week or once a month just checking in because you think of them randomly. And that's one thing about me too. I always forget to text people because I'm constantly working on my phone that I'm editing or filming. And that's something that I also am trying to work on because – and also just take accountability with my friends of I'm so sorry I'm – the worst texter, the worst communicator, I should initiate it more because again, I'm just trying to balance. And I feel like my brain is like scrambled eggs, just being mushed around at all times. I, again, about the jealousy thing, I feel like 
as you grow and mature, because I used to be like that. I used to be a very jealous person, not just with my relationships, like with David when we first started dating, but also with my friendships. If I saw one of my friends hanging out with someone else, I'd be like, oh my God, like, are they mad at me? Do they like her more? It just really insecure thoughts. And as I've grown and gotten older and matured, that has changed so much because I put myself in their shoes and I'm like, okay, I was with someone else other than them the other day because I was confiding in them because they're my person for X, Y, and Z and they fill my cup, but that doesn't take my feelings or my friendship away from this person, right? And I feel like it is hard as women because we're constantly needing fulfillment and it's just impossible, impossible to navigate that and also expect that from other people to fill your cup. But I still get guilty of that and I have to put myself in check. I'm like, there is possibility to have way more than one friend in someone's life. And that's where I'm really lucky, where I feel like all my friends are really, we all coexist so well and we can hang out in a group setting, but also individual depending on what's going on in our lives. And no one has any animosity with that. And I used to experience that a lot with past friendships. And I feel like I was just growing faster in that sense than they were. And so, you know, things happen and you move on and you separate from that friendship. And then you're able to kind of learn what fulfills you in a friendship. And if you leave someone's presence feeling depleted rather than fulfilled, it's not a good relationship. Like that is not a friendship for you. You should always feel fulfilled when you leave a good friend's presence. And I also feel like for me, it is really hard for me to make new friends, not in any sense other than myself. Like I am in my head a lot about it. Again, because of what I do for work, I've had a lot of issues when it comes to being friends with people in this industry, which is why very few of my friends, like my closest friends, are on social media as a job because people love to talk shit in this job. And it's so hard. And I just remember one friend I had that I haven't spoken to in probably a year now, but I remember sitting at a table at dinner with a group And one person specifically said verbatim, you know how you just like talk shit about all your friends, like in a group setting, like you guys know, you just, you talk a little bit of shit about pretty much everyone, right? Like every friend does that. And I remember looking at her and be like, no, like, no, that's not, that's not real friendship. And that was kind of when it clicked for me that I was like, oh, so you talk shit about me because that shows me right there that you're talking shit about everyone in your life. And then anytime I was in her presence and other people weren't, she was talking shit about them or sending voice memos talking shit about them or sending text messages talking shit about them or talking about how she's on Reddit talking shit about people. Just really nasty stuff. And or the big one was having spam accounts in order to leave nasty comments on people's pages. And I was fucking flabbergasted by that because I say all the time like even Scott can attest to this 
that when I get a nasty comment, it blows me away that I'm like, what is going on in your life that you felt the need to leave that comment publicly? I have thoughts all day in my head, but I've never, ever disliked someone ever in my life to feel brave enough to leave nasty comments on someone's page, especially from a spam account. Like that's crazy that you have an entire other login. I've never had that in my life. So then I was like, anytime I get a nasty comment, I'm like, wait, is that her? Because then you start to think, right? And that makes you feel insecure. And so when that friendship ended, boy, did I feel like my life flipped 180 in the best way. First of all, I felt so heartbroken and sad because it ended in the worst way. And I felt so just offended isn't the right word, heartbroken, depleted, betrayed. And I remember thinking, God, I remember when I was bullied in junior high and high school. And this is so much worse than that. And I'm in my late twenties. Like I couldn't, I didn't know women could be so mean still. I thought that mean girl era ended in like high school, college, like the catty days. But no, it's very much still a thing as grown women and adults, which is so fucking sad that we just can't be girls, girls. But then I'm a big believer in like signs and karma. And I remember that friendship ended and within a month or two, my life and my career completely shifted. Like I was able to do social media full time. I signed with my management team. I gave my team, my team asked, what's your top five brands that you would just die happy working with? And I was able to check all five of those brands off in one month. I was able to start traveling the world. We were able to have financial security. I was able to work from home with my kids. Like my life, and if you've been a follower of mine for a while, then you've seen that transition in my life. And that all happened when a group of toxic friends left my life, basically kicked me out. But you know what? It was for the best. And I'm glad that it happened because I, again, I believe in karma and what goes around comes around. And I had my held high. I kept my mouth shut. I didn't talk shit. I didn't publicly talk shit. I didn't show screenshots. I didn't show anything because I said, you know what? If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And if they're not meant to be in my life, then that's okay. And I'm so glad that that happened because God, have I learned so much about friendships and relationships. And I also am so reserved in letting people in for this sense because I'm scared to get hurt. And I'm also scared of who I confide in because I've heard so many nasty things that they've said about me, like friends that have received voice memos from them about me. And I'm like, do you really think I don't know what you're saying about me? Like I have it on my phone. But I'm not the one to be like, oh, look what she said about me in public. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to I'm not gonna drag someone else down because they're doing it for them. And it's funny to me because as grown women, the people that have told me what other people have said about me that used to be in my life, the first thing that they said was, 
this is when I knew you were a good human being and a good friend because as long as I've known you, you've never said a bad thing about those people ever. But they immediately jump at the opportunity to completely slander your name and your family's name. And for me, I could talk so much shit. I have so much tea all day. But why would I? Why am I going to waste my breath and my time to shit on somebody that's not even worth it? Like you are not worth my time anymore. You're doing it all yourself. Because for me too, when I meet someone or I have someone in my life and I hear them just shit talking all day about other people, I'm like, red flag, not telling you anything about me. I'm not confiding in you. I'm keeping to myself. It's a very superficial relationship. That's why I only trust about, I don't know, four people in my life. But that's just what happens. And honestly, I feel like it has been for the best and I have learned these hard lessons. And it's so true what they say. You literally just need one person. You need one good, solid friend in your life in order to feel fulfilled and feel comforted. And that's just your person. And for me, that's my husband. Like I'm lucky where he is the single person that knows absolutely everything about me. I'm able to confide in him. And obviously I have my like very small knit group of like four people that I confide in. But even with all of them, I don't tell them absolutely everything about my life. But there are certain things I'll talk to them about instead of David because they're able to empathize with me and understand where I'm coming from. But that's the beautiful thing about balancing relationships and adult relationships is you make it worth everyone's time. You always want to leave fulfilled and with your cup filled. Scotty sent me some questions and advice kind of column situations about friendships. I want to talk about those. One girl said, my best friend of 15 years ghosted me a year ago. Oh my God. She ended her engagement with her boyfriend and changed her lifestyle. Never spoke to me again after I helped her through it. I have tried to reach out. Do I give up? First of all, I'm so sorry. That is so heartbreaking. Like I've lost friendships in my life that I literally had those people in my life for, I don't know, a year and it still broke me. Like I still have scars to this day from that. So 15 years is a whole different ball game. It makes me sad because I do feel like we are in this new world of blocking people, but in general, like not just on social media. I feel like people are very quick to just meh, cut ties, block you, never talk to you again. Why do we do that? Like at least give someone the decency of saying, I'm removing myself from this friendship or I'm taking a step back from this friendship because of X, Y, and Z and explaining yourself. So at least that person has some closure. So if I were in your shoes, I would be going nuts because I'd feel so offended and heartbroken, but also want more answers. So I'm so sorry for that. But I think obviously I'm like what I said, I believe in signs and I feel like this could just be for the best 
And as they're changing their lifestyle, maybe they're not aligning with your lifestyle anymore. But I also think they do, they should give you the common courtesy of giving you an explanation. Like we're adults, let's have a conversation. So me being the bold bitch that I am, I would be knocking on that fucking door. I'd be like, what's going on? Did you block my phone number? I've been in your life for over a decade and you're just going to cut me off because of a lifestyle change. And again, maybe that's what's best for her or for both of you. But for me, if I don't get closure, it's so hard for me to close that chapter. So I would maybe make more attempts at reaching back out and seeing what the deal is and then kind of go from there because obviously time heals all, but it's so hard to heal a wound that's left open because you don't have any answers. So I'm so sorry about that. Okay. I love this question. How to maintain individuality slash friends not accepting that you are changing and growing? Oh, okay. This is kind of what I was introing in the beginning is that's what's so hard. I feel like friendships in your 20s is the hardest. God, at least I'm praying. Can you imagine I hit 30 and it's like getting worse? Ugh. I'd be like, hey, Avery, let's do some internal digging. Something's not heading up here. But I feel like in your 20s, you go through so much change. I was just talking to girls about this in Costa Rica for the free people trip because think about it. You're 20, right? You're halfway through college. 22, you graduate college. And obviously everyone has a different timeline. So this is just a general idea. 20, you're in college. 22, you graduate from college. You start a new career. You could meet or marry the person you want to spend the rest of your life with. Could become a mother. Like that is so fucking much to deal with in one decade of your life. So to be able to maintain friendships is so hard in my opinion because not only do do people have to stick with you through all of those changes, but you also are growing as a person while that's occurring. So each one of those steps is difficult in itself, but then each one of those steps changes you. Like the way I changed in college, the way I changed when I became a nurse and saw the world, the way I changed when I became a wife, the way I changed when I became a mother, like the way I changed careers again, like very much polar opposite career in my late 20s. Then my financial situation changed and people also have issues with that. Like there is so much to handle in your 20s. It's fucking overwhelming. So it's so hard to find people that are loyal. Also, and that's speaking in the sense of having known someone before your 20s and growing with them. Then meeting people and keeping those people consistent in your life in your 20s is even more difficult. Like as you get older, you become more and more picky with friends because again, you're starting to mature. You've become or you're growing into your true authentic self. Like I feel like I've just now come into my own shoes so I know what I need in a friend and what I'm able to give someone else as a friend. And that has to match up. And that's really hard to find that. And on top of everything else you have going on, it's like, how the fuck do you even meet people? It's so hard. Like, it's so hard to approach people in public. And I said this when I was talking about dating. Like, nowadays, I feel so bad for people that have struggles with 
finding friendships and romantic relationships because it's all online dating stuff now. It's all social media. No one really meets naturally anymore, but I'm a big believer in trying to meet people in your environments. So like if you're a mom, meeting mom friends at the park or like in your neighborhood or neighbors or like our neighborhood parks, that's where I met a mom friend of mine was at a neighborhood park when I was with the kids. So it's so nice that she's like convenient and local and I was able to meet her and not feel almost, I don't know. I always question people's intentions if they know who I am. So it's it's kind of refreshing when people don't have social media or aren't aware. So I'm like, oh, we just want to get the kids together and play and we don't feel, I don't feel pressure to like make content or do anything like that, which again is why I have very few like close social media friends. I love meeting people at the gym. Like I've met someone at Pilates and I have so much fun like being able to schedule a class together. And then you realize you have things in common. So like meeting people if you're at your local coffee shop or at the gym, like as easy as just complimenting someone. Like I love going up to someone. I'm like, oh my God, I love your style. Like where'd you get your jeans or whatever. And sometimes that kind of sparks a conversation. And honestly, easier said than done. Like it's overwhelming as an adult approaching someone, even in a friendship. Um, what am I trying to say? I lost my train of thought. Even in a friendship situation, aside from a relationship, a relationship situation, it can be so. It makes me nervous. Like even when I go up to girls and I'm like, "Oh my god, you're so pretty," or "I love your hair." I'm like, "Should I say that?" And then I'm like, "Wait, if they said that to me, it would make my whole day." So I love doing that. Scott's always laughing because I'm always complimenting people all the time. But I love it because I'm like, if I like something, I'm going to tell them. And I feel like that also helps kind of break the ice in conversation. Okay, the second part of this question was how to maintain your individuality with friendships. And I feel like that is also really hard because once you become really close to someone, I feel like you kind of morph your lives together a little bit. But it is so important to keep your individuality. And it's funny because I feel like the majority of my friends are polar opposites of me. And I feel like that's kind of a benefit because we kind of just like stay in our own lanes and we keep our individuality. And it's not a competition. And that's another thing with friendship. Oof, girl. The competition is really sad to me because I will always and forever be the biggest girl's girl. I'm like, get your bag. You look fucking hot do whatever you want. And I'm always getting inspiration from my friends. I'm like, oh my God, I love that. Where'd you get that? Or, oh, you make me want to go get my boobs done or cut my hair, whatever the case may be. But I don't think there's any other explanation for making friendships into a competition or having competition in your friendship other than jealousy and lack of maturity. I think if people are making a competition within their friendship, I think that reflects a lot on them and their insecurity when they need to just be secure in their themselves and work on their own journey rather than try to butt heads and compete with their closest friends. You know what I'm saying? Like as adults, that really does blow my mind. And I do think there's healthy encouragement, meaning like my friends push me or I find motivations for my friends all the time. I like see them on their stories or at the gym and I'm like, fuck, I need to get my ass up and go to the gym. Or they hit a milestone in their career or they do parenting a certain way that I really look up to. I'm like, that 
lights a fire under my ass to change something or be a better version of myself or a better mom or a better wife. And that's how it should be. Like everyone in your life should uplift you and encourage you and motivate you rather than compete against each other because that's just not necessary and that's not healthy friendship. What advice do you have for making new friends after cutting off some toxic ones? Been there, done that. I, like I was saying before, I feel like every friendship is um, a learning lesson and something that you're able to look back on and realize what you need in a friend and you're able to look at those toxic friendships and say, I didn't like that they did X, Y, and Z. I It made me uncomfortable when they did this, this, and this. And I do feel like there was a way to communicate really healthy with friends that you are able to not correct them, but just talk openly. Like, you know, it made me kind of sad when you said this or when you weren't able to prioritize our friendship. And I've had people say that. I've had people say, you know, I wasn't able to prioritize them or communicate with them enough in the sense of texting back fast enough. And that is something that I'm always glad if that's something like that's brought up to me because I'm able to apologize but also explain like, hey, this was happening this day. That's why I didn't respond. I should have told you and just told you like, hey, this is going on. I'll text you tomorrow and we can touch base or we can hop on a call. And again, that's something I'm working on. But then I know what fulfills that friend in a sense of what's important to them in a friendship and filling their cup because that might not be the same for me, right? Everyone's going to have different needs in a friendship. And I feel like toxic friendships are something that you can learn so much from because you know you'll never have people like that in your life again because you're not going to repeat that cycle. You're not going to voluntarily sign up to go through the same bullshit you just went through. So I feel like you're able to really analyze what you look for in a friend and what you need in a friendship. And I think I'm like a big pros and cons list type person. So if you have someone in your life that you're like, I don't know if they're fulfilling me. I don't know if I want them in my life anymore. Start a pros and cons list. And if that friendship and relationship is super important to you, maybe have a open communication conversation about some of the cons that you wrote down. Don't be like, I wrote a pros and cons list about you. Probably not the best route to go, but just a generic, you know, this is something that I've noticed that, you know, I wish was different and I hope you don't get offended, but you know, I still want you in my life and I don't want to hold a grudge or resentment towards you because it bothers me when you do this. I think as adults, we should be able to have grown-up conversations like that and it's uncomfy. It's uncomfy as fuck. Trust me. Like it's a weird thing to do. Even when I like correct David on some things, it makes me feel like bad Because, but I also feel like once that conversation is had, usually or hopefully, knock on wood, that behavior isn't repeated. And if it is repeated, then you can get to the point where you're like, okay, maybe I do need to take a step back from this friendship 
maybe even for just a little bit or just create a little bit of distance and not be as close as you once were. Because sometimes people just need growth. They just need to grow and they're not on the same timeline as you and that's okay. They could get there. They might not, but at least you tried and at least you were honest because that's the least, like that's the best thing you can say. In my eyes, I can say, well, at least I told them how I felt. I tried to improve the relationship and it didn't happen. So I can't say that I didn't try. So although it's difficult, I'm able to close that chapter confident that I did everything that I could in order to try to move forward in that relationship. All right, last question. How do you prep to room with your best friends of eight plus years in college? So I've never lived with a roommate outside of my husband, which is kind of crazy because I moved in with him straight from my parents' house when I was 18, as you know. But I honestly, it would be a had to happen situation to live with a female. I don't know if I could do it, especially a group of girls. It's just a lot of hormones. It's a lot of periods in one (laughs) household. And there's so many situations that I've seen and heard of that it's just been beautiful and so much fun. Like living with your best friends would be so fun. I do think there's just a lot of dynamics that go with it. But I do think, and again, I can't speak from experience because I've never lived with roommates before, but I do think it's so important to establish roles, responsibilities, as well as kind of, what am I trying to say? Boundaries. That's what I was thinking of. I think it is important to have healthy boundaries when you live with another adult. You both have different jobs. You work different hours. You maintain a home differently. You now are splitting bills, which I also think is a big thing to establish very early on. And I'm a nerd in a sense of like, I would love, I would literally get horny making an Excel spreadsheet of like finances and like color coding it of this person pays this bill, this person pays them. That also can make things sticky with money because if you're, if one person's paying rent and certain people aren't paying on time or pitching in, that can cause issues. So I feel like it is necessary to split things as evenly as possible so no hard feelings happen. But again, if you guys have been best friends for that long, I feel like a communication conversation like that would be okay and very healthy because you're able to be like, hey, so before we live together, let's talk about, you know, I'm going to do dishes Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and you're going to cook Tuesday, Thursday, whatever the whatever you guys want to do. I feel like that is so good to have because then you're prepped for it and you don't start creating this resentment, animosity, catty fights when it's just not necessary. Like if you establish roles and you're able to follow through with those, I feel like it will be a very successful situation. Just wrapping up, I just want to emphasize that if you are going through a hard time with friendships, you are not alone because boy, have I been there. And just in the last few years, like I was saying earlier, it's just my life has changed so much and as do everyone's in their 20s 
any time in life, like any time you have a big transition in life, it is really hard to maintain the people around you. And you will find your people that are meant to be in your life and that are loyal and will stick with you because they are out there. And if you feel lonely now, I promise it will not be like that forever because I have been in that situation where I literally lost what I thought were my closest friends all in one day. And it was horrible. Like that was the first time in my life truly that I thought in my head about suicide because I remember being like, I'm not good enough. I will be alone. Of course, I have my husband and my kids, but no one wants to be in my life. And then that was when all those signs happened where my life drastically changed and improved and I met the people in my life that are supposed to be in my life and were able to show me that. You know, it's not through words, it's through actions. And those people do exist. And it's it's worth the wait, I promise. All right, you guys, that concludes this week's episode. If you guys want to help our podcast, please leave us a review. Tell us how we can improve, what you'd like to see on the next episode, how we can do better, and also who you would like to see because we are planning some little potty trips for the future because we want to interview some really cool people. I love you so much. I will see you next week. Cheers.